This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Joshua chapter 5. And I want us to start from verse 13. I want all of us to read it together. Please, let's go. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Neither, but as captain of the host of the Lord, I'm, I'm now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's hosts said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place wherein thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Father in heaven, we bless your name. We give you praise, O Lord. Thank you for your word that has gone forth. And thank you for what you have in stock for your children today. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the battle plans for the year. Thank you, Lord, for speaking unto us. Thank you, Lord, because we know we have a father who hears and listens and does what is best for his own children. To you alone be all the glory. Thank you, Father. Just like we have been praying since morning, Lord, you give us tactics for the year. Word for the season. Vision for the future. Strength for the journey. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please let's be seated. When my brother started with Josh, uh, uh, the Proverbs 29, verse 18, I had a smile on my face. Because he was talking about a vision. He was talking about tactics for the future. Battle plans for the future. And then my brother went on about Jericho. And I've read part of it now. I will still go to what he said. Because I want to link them up together. If you go a bit back to First Samuel 23, 22 or 23, you will see something strange there. David, the man of war, heard that the city of Kela was under threat by the Philistines. They were going to raise down the city, destroy everybody, burn down their city. Furious Philistines were coming. And David went to Kela. And David fought against the Philistines who were going to destroy the city of Kela and defeated the Philistines. Then Saul heard what David has done. And Saul decided to go after David there. Of course, David was confident. If it were many of us who say, yes, now we have a city that will back us up and fight Saul. But David was a wise man. You remember, David was a king that fought many battles. You also remember he never lost any battle. He never lost any battle because he always had a battle plan. 
Even if it looks like the battle of yesterday, you still go back to God for battle plans. That's why we have to go to God for tactics, for plans for the year. He did not assume that Kayla people would support him. He went on to God and said, God, is Saul coming? Will Saul come? And the Lord said, yes, Saul will come. Ah, he will come and fight me here. Yes, he will. All right, my people, the people of Kayla, will they deliver me up to Saul? And God said, yes, they will deliver you up to Saul. So David knew that there was trouble. So he gathered his men and they melted into the night. If there was an assumption there, David would have lost his life. If he did not go to God for a battle plan, that would have been the end. But God was there. And that is why this year, we must also have a battle plan. We must also have our tactics. We must also go over to God. That what shall we do this year? How shall we run the race? How shall we fight the battle? And how shall we go on this year? And God will answer each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. Let me start from somewhere. Still staying within this story. The children of Israel crossed over River Jordan and they landed on the other side of Jordan, isn't it? Every one of us knew what it is when you talk about crossing your Jordan, crossing your Jordan, we've crossed the Jordan. Yes, we've crossed into the new year. They've crossed their Jordan. We've crossed our Jordan into the new year. The first thing they did when they crossed, you know, the landing point after crossing the Jordan was where? Gilgal. What happened at Gilgal? They circumcised themselves. Joshua made new knives, circumcised everybody. There was a rededication. And the word of the Lord went forth that he has rolled away the reproach of Egypt. So every reproach of Egypt, every reproach that has been following you since last year, as you have come over, God will roll them away in the name of Jesus. So we know the first thing we need to do is to circumcise our hearts. We have crossed over. We are on the other side of the year. So every one of us will know that as you go to God for your battle plans, you must circumcise your heart. Because God will not deal with those hearts that are still of stony nature. Circumcise your hearts. That's the first step that, that Joshua did. Because in that same chapter 5 verse 9, it says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you. Wherefore the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. And the children of Israel and Captain Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at even the plains of Jericho. Praise the Lord. So step one, circumcise your heart. Now step two. Now let's listen to what happened. From verse 13, Joshua have crossed over. They were to go to the land of Canaan, which God has promised to give unto them. But they have to contend for every inch of the land, I'm sure you know. So God said, I've given it to you, but now you have to contend for it. God has given you the year. Now you have to contend for the goods that God has given unto you this year. So when they stepped over, Jericho was there. If you do not conquer Jericho, there is no way of moving forward. 
So this year, I'm not going to tell you that you will not have any ups and downs. I'm not going to tell you that you will not have any problems. I'm not going to tell you that you will not have any obstacles. All I will tell you is that when the problems come and you go to God for your battle plans, those, those stumbling blocks will become stepping stones for you. So Jericho was there. They cannot move forward. They have crossed over. They have circumcised their hearts. They are not open unto God. What will God do? Jericho was there. Jericho was reputed by people, historians and Bible study people that the walls were more than 25 feet high. And you could pack about six cars by the side. It was so wide. That is where people like the Harlot was living where? On the wall. People were building houses on the wall. The wall was so high and so, so you can build house, house sitting room, bedrooms, everything there. So we were living there on the wall all right around. So it was not a small thing in those days. So no matter what the obstacles are against you this year, the Lord will bring them down in the name of Jesus. We're going to learn the battle plans now. So Jericho was there. You have to pass through, you have to conquer Jericho before you can go to any other place. So in verse 13, they came. People of Jericho knew they were there. They shut the doors of the, 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 the gates. They shut the gates. And that, that, I'm sure they will be laughing at them. There's nothing you can do. When you are hungry, you will go away. So they believed that nothing could happen. There was no atomic bomb in those days. There was no, no type of AK-45 or whatever that you will use to bring down that kind of thing. So it was, they believed that that's the end. Many people have believed that they have sealed your fate. You cannot move forward. They believe that the obstacles are too much for you. So they thought against the children of Israel. Verse 13. Joshua was doing reconnaissance. What you soldiers here call Reke. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over and against him. Kai. Now let's check out a few things. There stood a man over and he kissed him. And that man was what? He had his sword drawn. That the man must be a man of war. Must be a big man of war. And when you have someone with a sword, you know that that man is prepared for war, isn't it? But when the sword is drawn, that means the battle has started. If you cross some lines, there is no, no warning anymore. So the man was there with his sword drawn, ready for battle. So Joshua walked up unto him and said, Are you for us or for our adversaries? Check through the NIV version very well. And the angel of God answered him and said, Neither. I'm neither for you nor for your enemies. That is what God is telling you today. I'm sure if I say that once more, people will say I'm preaching heresy. Isn't it? When I say God is saying, I'm neither for you, nor for any, your enemies this year. That's what Joshua was told. But the children of Israel were God's own people. He brought them. He has brought them through the Red Sea. Took them from Egypt. He took them over Jordan. And yet, the angel was saying, I have come to fight. As the captain of the Lord's army have I come. 
to fight. Who am I going to fight against? I don't know yet. I'm not for you. I'm not for your enemy. I'm for neither. But I've come as the captain of the Lord's army. I want to fight. That's what God is telling you today. He's not asleep. He has come to fight. Who is he going to fight? When that was declared, let's go a bit forward. He said, neither, but as captain of the host of the Lord's army, am I now come. And Joshua did what? One, fell on his face to the earth. Two, he did worship. Three, he said unto him, what said my Lord unto his servants? See a wise man. Proverbs 29, I think verse 8 or so, says, when you have a ruler that is righteous, the city will rejoice. This man that was carrying the mantle of leadership of the children of Israel immediately understood the situation. And he did what? He fell on his face. He didn't kneel down. He fell flat on his face that, yes, I know who you are. I am nothing before you. He worshipped. Step two. And he said, look, tell me what to do. Give me the tactics. Show me the way. I reverence you. I submit to you. Three things he did. And then, and the captain of the Lord's army said unto Joshua, if you are saying you submit to me, if you say you are worshipping me, if you say that you belong to me, take off your shoes from off your feet. That's your support. Take it away. So that you stand before me, it is me that you reverence. The one that removed the foot of Jacob from the hinge so that he was limping now. You know, you know the story of Jacob. Jacob was a 419er. That one that was able to con the greatest 419 in history before, the, before him. And was running from pillar to post. Running from Esau to Laban. From Laban to his children. From Laban's children. Running up and down. The day he met with God. The day God changed his name from Jacob, the supplanter, to Israel. Did something. The angel, before he changed his name, removed the joints, the the, the, the the hip from the joints, so that he cannot run anymore. So that he will now know that I have to sit down and believe in this God. And that is what had to happen. Say, look, now, if you have done this, and you are declaring you are my son, remove your support. Remove, your, remove what is your thing of beauty, your elegance, your support, your pride, your strength. Remove it from, from off your feet. The latter part of verse 15, he said, and Joshua did so. Brethren, God is not on anyone's side. That is my story. God is on his own side. It is you that has to be on the Lord's side. It is you that have to declare that God, I'm on your side. It is you that has to do what Joshua did. It is you that has to worship God. We'll come back at the significance of what Joshua did and what God told him to do. 
Let's start. Number one. He said, I am not on anyone's side. And Joshua now said, okay. I declare I'm on your side. I remember this song very well. It said, who is on the Lord's side? I want to know. I am on the Lord's side. Who is on the Lord's side? I want to know. I am on the Lord's side. I am on the Lord's side. And the Lord is on my side. As long as I live, as long as I live, I am on the Lord's side. So Joshua declared that I'm on your side. Because he said, I'm neither on your side nor on your enemy's side. But you have to decide on whose side you want to be. You want to be on my side? Come over. God is telling you that, are you going to be on the Lord's side this year? That's my question. Answer it in your heart. So if you are on the Lord's side, if you want to be on the Lord's side, then God will be on your side. But God is not going to come and be on your side. You, cannot, you are too small for God to go and be on your side. You are too small. God is a big God. You have to be on his side. Declare you're on his side. Not just by mouth, but by your actions and by your deeds this year. So when you are on the Lord's side, things are going to change. So be on the Lord's side. Tell your neighbor, I am on the Lord's side. I am on the Lord's side. I declare for the Lord. I'm on the Lord's side. So, what happened? Let's take it one by one. Joshua carried the future of Israel on his head. He was personifying Israel. Now, in this conversation with God, he fell flat on his face and he did worship. This year, anyone, I'm starting with the battle plans now, number one on the battle plan, what made Joshua to be on the lost side? Number one was that, one, he fell flat on his face, two, he worshipped, And that means this must be a year where worshipping God must be number one in your itinerary. No matter what you do, worshipping God full flat on your face. Reduce yourself to nothing before this God. That's number one. David danced until the cloth was off from his body. Even his wife despised him. But he said, look, I am nothing beside this God. So this year, number one battle plan, if you want to succeed this year, Worshipping God must be a priority. Deep worship. Real worship. The password for entering the presence of God, we all know it. We've preached those messages before. The password. What's the password? Psalm 100 verse 4. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart, I will enter his courts with praise. Ah, I will say this is the year that the Lord has made. Yes, I will rejoice. That is your password. Your password to succeed this year, to enter his presence. 
the password is I will enter his presence with praise, with thanksgiving, with worship. Step one. Step two. He said, he asked him, said, what seest thou? What seest thou? I want to hear your word. I want to hear your instruction. If you are David, you say, if I fought, if I laid down my life with the people of Kayla, they will defend me when Saul comes. That's what many of us have done and stayed there until Saul will come. But somebody heard from God. And God told him the battle plan. This year, number two, you must be ready to hear from God. You must study the word. Your Christianity must not be Sunday, Sunday alone. Your Bible study days must be more important to you this year than it has ever been. You must have the word of God with you. What say thou? Say something, I want a word from you. It is when he begins to talk to you that you have your battle plans. Psalm 112 verse 1 says, Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord and delight in his words. He reverences the Lord and delights in his words. The Lord is speaking to you every day. But many of us are not hearing because we have not learned how to hear from God. This year you will hear from God in Jesus' name. This year you will learn to hear from God in Jesus' name. It is in the place of study that you know the pattern that God used to talk to you. Whether it's in the word, whether it's with the audible voice, whether it is visions, God will talk to you. But this year you must hear from him. What seeth you, God? Because he's always speaking to you. But your frequency, is it the same frequency that he's speaking? That's what you have to tune to his frequency. If you tune to the frequency of BBC now, you'll be hearing BBC, isn't it? If you tune to the frequency of VOA, you'll be hearing, isn't it? When you learn to hear from God, your frequency will be tuned to his own and you'll be hearing from him every day. This year, you will hear from God regularly in the name of Jesus. You must be reaching God's words. You must be a carrier of the word of God. Your, your pastor will tell you, what we were taught is that the amount of the word of God that you have, the amount of the word of God that you carry, the amount of the word of God in you is the amount of God in you. Is the amount of the strength of God in you. Is the amount of the strength of God that you can use. Is the amount of the strength of God available for you. The word of God in you is the strength of God. If you are shallow in the word of God, then you are shallow in strength. So if you've been shallow, it's not too late. Begin to learn from now that this year I must begin to hear from God. On a daily basis. Step three, that's the that Joshua did. He said, the angel told him, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot. And he did so. I've told you about the significance. But then let me refer you. Let me just tell you, because these are things if you go for your Bible study, they will teach you. The principle of the loose shoe. When you take off your shoe in front of somebody, 
That means you are telling, saying that I defer to you. You are saying over to you. You are saying yes. Yes, Lord. You can see that in Ruth chapter 4, verses 7 to 8. You see that when Ruth brought Naomi, uh, sorry, when Naomi brought Ruth, and Ruth was to be married by Boaz. Do you remember what happened in that story? Yes. Boaz said that I cannot take you over because there's a nearer king's man. So they have to wait at the gates with the elders. And they called the king's man and said, do you want to marry this Ruth? You have the first option. And the man after said, no, I have a wife. If I take another wife home, there will be wala. I don't want. And to show that, what did he do? He removed his shoe and said, I defy to Boaz in the presence of the elders at the gate. You also remember the same story in Exodus chapter 3. When God appeared to Moses in the burning bush, by the time Moses knew that was God talking, what did God tell him? He said, remove your shoe from off your foot. Because God is here. I'm the one talking to you. You can't be wearing your shoe and standing there. That's the principle of the loose shoe. So you've seen it here again now. And when he removed his shoe, it shows that, yes, over to you, Lord. You are in control. This year, you will learn to hand over your problems to the Lord. This year, God will take over your problems. You will say, over to you, Lord. Take over. Not of my own strength anymore, but of your own strength. You will learn to rely on God. You will not lean on your own understanding. You will not be running around like Jacob that had all the wisdom to hoodwink everybody. The principles just Jacob used to collect Laban's um, uh, cattle. Up till today, scientists have not been able to decode it. Till as I speak, they have not been able to decode it. It is still encoded somewhere. That's a man that was full of wisdom, rotten wisdom. But that day, he was to change from Jacob to Israel. That night that he was renamed, that was the night he had to lose that support. And begin to rely on God. Because if he was still on his own leaning and his own understanding, he would not know that it's God in action. He would still remain Jacob and no longer Israel. So the first thing he did, he knew he had to defer to God. He said, over to you, God, from today. So brethren, I will stop here for today. But there are a few things I'm sure we have learned that this year, must be a year that will be full of praise and thanksgiving and worship to our God. Many of us have had Pastor Eadiboye's testimonies before that that man prays about three hours every morning, isn't it? And two hours, 45 minutes is to worship and praise God. About 15 minutes to ask for so many things. If, even if you are God and somebody praises you for two hours, 45 minutes, and he's asking for things in 15 minutes. Will you not answer? Those are people who know the heart of God. They know the password. And they are using it very well. But it's over to you too. Joshua was ready to hear from God. Said my frequency has not been in tune with yours. But then I want to hear from you. Talk. And he began to hear. 
you will ask God and begin to talk to you from today. In the name of Jesus. And then you begin to rely on him. And God will take you safely through this year. In the name of Jesus. Who is on the Lord's side? Who wants a battle plans from God? Who wants God to talk to him? Who wants to rely on God and not on his own strength? Who wants God to take him through this year safely and successfully? Who is that one that wants a battle plan from the Lord Almighty? Stand on your feet this morning. Who is on the Lord's side? I want to know. I am on the Lord's side. Say it unto yourself. Who is on the Lord's side? I want to know. I am on the Lord's side. I am on the Lord's side. And the Lord is on my side. As long as I live, as long as I live, I am on the Lord's side. Open your mouth and begin to pray to the Lord. Now, Father, I am on your side. I declare with my mouth. I say it. I mean it. I determine it. That I'm on your side from today. I am no longer on my own. I'm no longer going to rely on my strength. I will not run this year on my strength, but I will have my battle plans from you. You will give me the battle plans. I will run with you. You will fight my battle. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.